Hey everybody, uh, this is episode 180 of the Super Deluxe Games Cast. Uh, we wanted to start and get something out of the way first. Um, the world is like scary as hell right now. Um, we all know what's going on. Um, and we want to say first uh, to our communities, people who are listening right now, um, we love you all so much. And we hope that however this is affecting you, you either are currently or can become safe and healthy and happy and well and taken care of um, because you deserve every one of those things. Um, and this is hard as hell, and we're going to survive it by taking care of each other. And on that note, the second thing that we want to say is that we know what kind of community we have here, but on the off chance someone is listening that hasn't fully taken this seriously yet, please just start doing that right now. Uh, check the CDC guidelines, follow them, don't leave your house unless you absolutely have to, maintain social distance, wash your hands, don't needlessly endanger yourself, and don't needlessly endanger others by turning yourself into a walking disease bus to vulnerable people. Um, just please, uh, right now, love and care for everyone around you and for yourself. Um, we know that that's the kind of community we have around us. Um, and so uh, with that, we're not going to talk about COVID anymore. We wanted to say that ahead of time because we all know what's going on. Um, and we might have reason to talk about it on future episodes because this is probably going to go on for a hot minute. Um, but we think that most of you are just fucking exhausted and we're pretty exhausted too. And so we want to just give us all like a 90 minute break from all of that. Um, it's touching every part of our world right now, so while we're talking about games, we might accidentally bump up against the topic once or twice, but we're just going to do our damnedest to steer away from reminders that the world is on fire for the next 90 minutes, and we're going to talk about some good as hell gaming stuff and enjoy one another's company. So, we love you so much. Please be good to each other. Let's talk about some fucking video games. Animal Crossing in like three hours, less than three hours I now. know, it's preloaded on my Switch right now. I, I actually I did a mine. really stupid thing like five minutes before Derek. the podcast. Yeah. I tried to open it up and it told me I wasn't allowed. Derek, I see your hands up and I dread that we have a technical difficulty. No, oh God. Um, I just wanted to say that Walking Disease Bus was the name of my Jimmy Buffett uh, grunge cover band <laughs> back in high school. <laughs> That's it. I, I will say right now, everybody, like there's some strong beard game happening on this podcast. I'm not oh my. shaving my beard um, until we leave pandemic status. And I'm beginning, I know, I'm sorry, but I'm beginning to believe I may regret that because this is already the meatiest my beard has ever been and I can feel it and it's, it's going to get stronger. I don't so. shave my beard. Is it coming in? No, I, I read, read you shaved your beard. I'm, I'm really disappointed <laughs> by that. It's, I, it, I shaved the Gungeon beanie off my head. You should, you should <laughs> definitely, you should definitely grow that back. I should also should not get my hair cut back. and hopefully by, uh, you know, in, in soon enough, I'll look like Ben Affleck in Argo or something. Well, I can't wear the Gungeon beanie on the same podcast as you, John, because that'll cause like a universe like paradox and everything will just explode. Actually, if you if you were to wear the Gungeon beanie on the same podcast as me, I think that would open up a hole in space time. Uh, yeah. And and I, I don't know, like like paradoxes, right? Like you know, like, you ever see Time Cop? Who ever seen Time Cop? I've not seen Time Cop. No, you've not John, seen Time Cop. I'm I've seen Time Cop. Okay, you know what I'm talking about, Justin? Where like the two guys from different times touch each other, and all of a sudden they like they just explode they or explode, melt into yeah. a bubble. Yeah, like that's that's what happens. So you got to be very careful with that gungeon. You can't beanie wear right. the gungeon beanie on the same. If you're gonna wear it, just warn me if you're gonna be in my presence. That's all. <laughs> okay. That's all. I, that's all okay. I need. So. How is everybody doing on this fine Thursday evening? You know, I don't answer that. Don't answer that. So an honest answer, I 
do have Animal Crossing, and that, that's the that's the thing, right? Like we were gonna, we were we were trying to figure out topics for this show, and one of them was we wanted to talk about the reviews for Doom Eternal and Animal Crossing because that is literally like th- there are like two big gaming topics this week. One of them is the hardware, which we're gonna get to, and the other one is the fact that Doom and Animal Crossing are imminent. Like the sirens are going off; they are coming in. Um, some people have them already for some reason. And they're um, good. <laughs> but, they're apparently very good, but we don't want to talk about the reviews because none of us have played them yet. And so we're going to, we're going to just dive right into those games. I think we're going to have like a doom animal crossing double feature next week is what It'll has be been floated. I'm not making any promises cause I don't set the schedule, but that, that idea no, was I am, floated. I am perfectly okay. I like that. like a Justin, a Justin and Reb and Jeff, like. Like ultimate, and I don't know who else of you plays Doom, but I know that Justin like cares about. Oh, him, I so. love Doom. You Ma- I know Maddie like, is Doom. Maddie used be... a VPN to unlock it earlier, early, and oh, has been playing all it's day. It's just gonna be like a power playing. hour. Of I'm probably Doom gonna be Animal playing Crossing. it at midnight, so I'm gonna That's... be playing Animal Crossing at midnight. I, I, can't, I can't play wait Animal Crossing at midnight because it, it's on a real time system, right? And I don't right. want no one fucking flies to a deserted island at midnight. What the fuck is well, that? But you gotta set your island. You, you, you gotta set it up before anybody's gonna fly to it. No, you gotta, but you got you got to get things going. But she's no, got to Because the thing's on like a real time clock, right? And at midnight, nobody's awake. Nothing's I open. Heard, the stores are open. Rev, I had heard that uh, when you first put up the game, it does a fake morning no matter what. Oh, that's what yes. I had heard. That's what my wife has told me. She's well, don't tell me that because then I will stay up until midnight, and that's do it, Rev. Rev. You know what, Rev? You should be healthy and get sleep like human beings are supposed to. And then get up bright and early for that flight to the island. Yeah, I'm gonna That's get right. up probably at five a.m. My, my, uh... my 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 uh, bosses were like, "Hey, um, I'm like, I you know, I don't think I can host the podcast this week. Reb, can you do it?" And I'm like. I will, but you all have to be extremely nice to me because that's an hour of Animal Crossing time I'm losing right there. I, uh, You're going to hear a little doo-doo-doo music in the background, and it's going to be Animal Crossing on my Switch next to me. Reb's going to be so distracted during that podcast. She's going to be like, yeah, what? What? Right. Okay, right. Uh, yeah, uh, GameStop. You all um, don't understand how much I have wanted this game and how long I've wanted this game. I went back and looked at my articles from the first gaming site I wrote on from back in 2014, and I was writing, like, stupid shit in there about, put Animal Crossing on the Wii U! It has been two years since New Leaf came out! It is fucking time! I wasn't saying fuck back then, actually. Um, but, like, I have been banging this drum for so long, and we are finally here. That's right. And apparently it's the best Animal Crossing game that's that that, that has been released so I don't far. Know. I don't know. I haven't played it. I can't say. We'll see. We'll so see. I, my my birthday celebration this year is playing Doom at midnight tonight. Is so. your birthday? I'm happy to be Yeah. Tomorrow. Oh. What the fuck? You gotta tell us this. This shit. is stealthy, Justin. It's just <laughs> sorry. birthday, everybody. Justin is a Justin is a birthday ninja. Happy early He's, birthday, but big Bustin. Should we sing a happy birthday to him right now? No, yeah, please no, don't. Yeah. No. Let's not yeah. do that no, to him. Please no. don't. I want I, to. I don't like making a big we deal out of my birthday. Consent. I I haven't done. Uh, I haven't done Jeff, my birthday in a long Jeff time. Jeff gestured no, which means no. Okay. And also, <laughs> Justin, the happiest of birthdays to you. Happy birthday, Thank you, buddy. Rev. Also, so, uh, not not in a, quite a celebrating mood this year. Well, so. yeah. <laughs> okay. well, okay, that's fair enough. But so so before we uh, before we kick things off, I was wondering if I could talk about something real quick because I just got done playing it. Uh, and I like I, I want to talk about a, it. the whole first half of the playing, podcast right? is what you've been playing. So oh okay, yeah. all right. Well, they, John, do, do you guys mind if I go first? Go, sure. Go, Excellent. Go. I mean, so I just literally before I uh, before I got on the computer, I just got done playing the Resident Evil Three demo. I played um, it earlier this afternoon. So 
Holy shit. So, okay. Right off the bat, um, this game uh, is... Uh, Justin, you tell, me, you tell me if you agree with me, but it's Jill controls a little faster, a little quicker. She yeah. feels more agile than Leon right off the bat. There's, there, there's definitely a more of an action tint to this game uh, than there was in Resident Evil 2. Um, for example, uh, the demo is about 25 minutes long. And by the end of the demo, I had like 85, I had like 85 yeah. uh, handgun rounds. And which, you know, is generally not what you expect when you play Resident Evil for, you know, half an hour. Um, uh, you know, she's got a really cool dodge move. Like if you do like a perfect dodge, you can do a little special attack with your gun or your knife, you know, depending on what you're equipped with. Um, but that's not to say that they're ramping the horror aspect down at all, because it's still very tense. Um, the music is really good, especially when Nemesis starts chasing you. And Nemesis is fucking terrifying. He's like huge. Holy shit! He just. <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember how Mr. X? For those of you who played uh, who, who played Resident Evil Two, Zach, you know, like he just walk after you. He walk. Nemesis fucking dashes at you. He fucking runs at you. And uh, there was one moment where I I thought I had gotten away from Nemesis and I was walking up some stairs. I'm like, yeah, I didn't hear the music anymore. And all of a sudden, he like a fucking ghost out of the night just drops in front of me. Just bam! I, I yelled and threw he, the. I was. I was. He like, busts through, through the controller. He busts and, through walls. He like. I mean, launches like he, he launches himself at you. Like it's fucking like right, Justin. He's fucking terrifying. He big boy. He is, Red, is that moonshine? Yeah. What hey, is that? I was gonna say it looks like toilet hooch. <laughs> friends, friends. This is the dregs. I will not be drinking this part. This is the dregs of my last batch of homemade mead. Oh, I remember Pear, that. cinnamon, cloves, and orange peel. This is the very last of it. It's a little yeasty because it's the very bottom. I was, um, I was going to say the bottom kind of like the bottom of the mummy, the mummy sarcophagi. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Drink the mummy juice. You know, um, if we had is, drank the, the mummy juice. Of it. Um, but this shit is good as hell. Um, and now that I have emptied this jug, that means I can start a new batch. If I, you know, the next time I get to the store and get some honey, I will do that. Yeah, soon, soon. Yeah. So, so Jeff, um, I just wanted to ask Jeff if he'd had a chance to play. I saw on Steam earlier, I saw a little pop-up that said that Jeff had been playing the Resident Evil. Oh, Jeff. Mode. Jeff, did you play it too? Uh, I downloaded it um, a half hour before the podcast, uh -huh. and I launched it and configured the graphics settings. <laughs> oh, dude. The, the main menu looks cool. So you did some PC gaming is what you, what you yeah. mean, some PC gaming. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just yeah. the, the Resident <laughs> Evil PC ports are weird. Like, it tells me I'm like five gigs over my vram limit but apparently it's fine so pc I, gaming yeah you play anything else jeff though really quick no i i was in mexico for like 10 days and then i got uh home and then well you know so yeah, <laughs> yeah it's been a while yeah Okay. Well, I'm hoping but, you, we get you get some more you time very soon to keep. You playing came back and St. Patrick's Day was just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> overtaking the streets. All those goddamn leprechauns in my way. There's if you uh, if if anybody doesn't mind, there's one more game I wanted to quickly mention that I've been playing. Yeah, of course, I didn't mean to pull away. You no, no, you're fine. You're fine, dude. Uh, I've been playing the Trials of Mana demo on uh, my Switch Lite, uh, and I, I gotta say, like, I wasn't all that high on the Switch version when I played it uh, at uh, PAX East. Uh, it didn't look good. It didn't run well, but it actually looks and runs much better uh, in handheld mode, which I guess makes sense because it's a smaller screen. 
Um, you know, so, you know, all those pixels are a lot more compressed than they would be on my 55 inch television. Uh, but, but I mean, it's good. It's, it's really good. Um, it's, you know, aside from it looking and running better than the build I played at PAX East, not much has changed on that front. Uh, but it did potentially sell me more on a switch version seeing as how I exclusively play on handheld. I don't have a switch that is dockable anymore. Uh, and aside from that, I've been playing a lot of Mario Kart and Fire Emblem. Cool. And Final Fantasy 14. <laughs> That's what I got. Cool. Justin, you were kind of touching on earlier that you've been playing some Resident Evil. Have you been playing anything else? Uh, I have been playing uh, Call of Duty Warzone quite a bit. And I've been playing with you, actually. Yeah. Uh, I've been, oh. been playing a bit with Zach um, and Sam Tolbert, um, friend of the show, who we've re recorded several uh, things this week. We'll probably plug those again later. You guys are crushing that stuff, by the way. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's a really fun battle royale like they, there's a lot of like unique little mechanics that like on paper sound kind of ridiculous and extraneous but actually make the flow of the game really fun um it's quick it's easy to pick up and play um there's not as much you know inventory management or and like there's little contracts and stuff that you can do uh to earn gear um throughout the match that are kind of like a fun distraction like when you're you know in that period where you don't really see anybody uh the map's big um it's a it's a really good time i'm having a lot of um so well, is I, it just is, is it squad based justin like so they just added solos this week um okay so, so th there's two the main battle royale mode is three uh person teams uh the and then there's the solo mode and then there's like a big large scale tdm kind of mode uh that's kind of weird <laughs> um i'm not too big of a fan of that uh called plunder but uh, the battle royale modes are very fun um and i i really enjoy it's a very silly mechanic but the gulag mechanic is super fun I'm sorry, hold on, wait, wait, wait. The gulag mechanic? So, yes. yeah. So, Sometimes the first time you get killed, you don't actually get booted from the game. You get captured and thrown into the gulag. <laughs> and then everybody... Oh, I don't know why that's funny, but it is. John, John, it gets better. So, and then everybody that is in the gulag is on, like, this little balcony watching two people in the middle. Um, and the two people in the middle do a 1v1 gunfight. The winner gets to respawn. <laughs> and then the people on the sides can throw rocks at the people that are that are duking it out in the middle. <laughs> but like, that's fucking great. <laughs> but, like, Justin, Justin and I were talking about this earlier in the week. One of the things that makes this mode work so well is BR, even, even in Fortnite, uh, can be kind of punishing for people who are new players and it feels like the barrier to entry is extremely low in warzone and it's excessively forgiving because even if you lose in that gulag 1v1 fight you still have an opportunity for your team to find enough money when they're looting to bring you back and drop you into game like it, it just feels like a game that keeps giving you a ton of chances yeah. um and you don't do that thing like you do in PUBG sometimes where you end up watching your friends play for 25 minutes um, it, Warzone has been a really, really interesting addition to, uh, Modern Warfare. And then also it has, like, a lot of options for, like, looting up. Like, there are places where you can go or you can buy the ability to use one of your, like, custom multiplayer loadouts, um, and get those if you don't want to just loot and stuff. So, so does that stuff a lot carry of... over? Does that stuff carry over from, yes. from battle to battle? Okay. Oh, no. Uh, 
Oh, what, no, no, no. Loot? Not the stuff that you loot, but you get the ability to call in your, like, pre-made loadout. Oh, okay. I got you. Um, but, yeah, so, like, there's a lot of different ways to gear up. There's a lot of different ways to bring your teammates back and to respawn. Um, it just kind of has a different flow um, and feels a bit more forgiving and fast-paced than some other BRs. I I'm really impressed with it. Um, I'm having a very good time. <laughs> Yeah, it's very cool. And like the last thing I'll say before I I throw to um to Reb and Derek to talk about what they've been playing. Um one of the things that's cool is well, it's not cool. Uh given current situations, a lot of data caps have been lifted from from internet providers. If you are one of those people who has their data cap lifted, you can actually download Modern Warfare Wars or whatever, Warzone for free. It's free to play, which is actually like a huge twist that was kind of unexpected is that it's it does bundle into modern warfare but it's free to play uh, so if you if you have a data cap uh that's been lifted for current events uh you can actually download like the 80 gigs it is uh as a new download which is just a, a ridiculous beefy size it's, it's but, enormous but, <laughs> so hold on wait just to clarify you don't need the base game to download this though no right? no yeah no okay. you don't have to so it's cool it's free to play um but yeah i mean i've been playing that and ori and ori is extremely good and sweet and, and i like it a lot it's very pretty um but but rev what have you been playing yeah, that's a good transition, Zach. I so we did talk about Ori last week. Um, I am not. I have finished it now. Um, nice. I beat it. I'm not going to spoil it. This is not a spoiler cast for Ori. Um, I the thing that I will say that is not spoilery about the ending is that I I saw the ending coming fairly about midway through the game. Like the, there's a point where I received some information and I partially because I know the series, partially because I know how storytelling works, I was able to go, this is probably where this is going, and it's going to, you know, have, it's going to give me emotions. And I thought, I'll probably tear up a little, but I don't think this is going to get me the way the first Ori did. Um, I was extremely wrong. Um, I, was, I was correct about what was coming, but I, I was wrong about how hard it would hit me. Um, Ori in the Will of the Wisps continues um, in studios is, like, the tradition that they have started to establish with Blind Forest of really just... Just incredible, beautiful storytelling um, that just fucking hits you right, just right in all the all the right places in your gut at exactly the right time. And the music just got Gareth Coker is fucking mean with that music. He just punches you with those themes at just the right times. Um, it's it's a genuinely beautiful game. It's still struggling on certain platforms if you because I there's technical whatever um so what i would recommend is maybe hold off for right now if you're playing it for the first time if you've not played blind forest play that first because that game is running great um but maybe maybe hold off on will of the wisps until they fix the tech stuff but once they do like that game is incredible i think i finished it about 13 hours and i i basically 100 of the game like there there were i didn't quite have the map 100 uncovered like i had little corners here and there that were not done but i did all the quests and did everything and it was about 13 14 hours so i love that game you um, gotta figure so. oh by the way reb that seems like a good deal longer than the first story yeah it was it is a little wow. bit yeah 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 no um, but I, I feel like that's the sweet spot though yeah uh, so that, was the thing, that was the main thing that i'm playing um i so next week we've got Animal Crossing and Doom. I do have another game that I should have been playing this week, but I haven't because this week has been busy. Um, that I have a little bit early. Um, that I don't know if I can divulge that if I have, but let's say that I need to take out my VR headset here in a minute. Um, so that that I will talk about next week. Um, but the other game that I I haven't played recently, but I played like two months ago, 
and I haven't gotten to talk about it yet because the embargo didn't lift. Um, is the longing? Um, yes, yeah. I was. I've been waiting. For, I've been waiting for this. So I'm gonna fucking spoil this game for everybody. Is anybody, okay. is anybody not okay with that? No, please. I, if you I are don't, not okay just with make me sure spoil- you explain what that game is too. Yeah, if you are not okay with me spoiling the longing, if you are currently playing it and don't wanna don't wanna know, like please come back in like five six minutes or something. Um, so the longing is a game by Studio. I can't pronounce it. Suf is S E U F Z. I think it means sigh. Uh, like a uh, sigh. Um, there, it's a it's their debut game. They were nominated for an IGF last night. They didn't win, but they were nominated. It's quite a g- g- good game. Um, it's a game where there's this underground mountain king. Um, he's this giant like like mountain king, giant big guy. Um, at the start of the game, he opens his hand. He creates this tiny little like shade. It's the shade. Um, but th- they basically look like Gollum from Lord of the Rings, but all covered in soot. Um, and he says, okay, I've got to, I need to come back into my power. I'm too weak. I need to go to sleep for 400 days. At the end of the 400 days, wake me up. That's your job. You stay here and wake me up in 400 days. And he goes to sleep and you're left on your own. And you have a little tiny hovel with like an armchair and like two books and you can, and a clock starts ticking down, uh, at the top of the screen for 400 real time days. And it ticks down even when you are not in the game. So if you close one day and open the next, the next day has gone by. Um, and you just go. So you can do, there are different endings depending on how you approach the game and there are different ways to approach the game. So you can just close the game, presumably, and open it up in 400 days having done nothing and wake up the king. And that is one ending. I don't know what that ending is, but you could presumably do that. Um, can, no you one animal crossing, because... can you can you set the dates forward in your computer like the internal clock is there a way you to do that you can and it gives you a bad ending if you do that oh no <laughs> I, did, okay. I did not do this myself ah, I so i can't confirm this but i hear that you basically get sent to like jail or something for doing that <laughs> like i don't really know how it works because i i didn't cheat but i, I hear that there's a bad ending for doing i love that, that. okay go on and sorry cool um so the other thing you can do is you can start to explore and as you explore the caves um you will find basically kind of the remnants of this old mountain kingdom and you will find like tidbits and stuff and you will find things to decorate your little hovel with so you start out with like an armchair or ratty rug and a couple books um and you can find pieces of paper and like different colors of charcoal to draw with and he can draw art and hang up the art in his little home um you can find more books and the thing is when you have books you can sit in your armchair and read them and he will read them and sit there in real time so, like, one of the first books you get is Moby Dick, and he will sit there, and you you can just let him sit there and read Moby Dick, and the full text of Moby Dick is in the game, and if you want to sit there and read Moby Dick with him, you can just fucking do that. Like, that's just, the, or you can, he'll automatically read on his own if you, like, close the game, and he'll, like, get a certain distance, he'll get through the book if you let him. Uh, so, you can do that. You can find more comfortable things. You can find more rugs. You can find some curtains. There's, like... A, a bust or like a horse head like like a trophy horse head that you can find and hang on the wall it's very stupid um it's i think it's just a joke um but you can and then you can find other things too like there's a place uh, you can eventually find a pickaxe and if you get a pickaxe you can mine uh for coal and then if you get enough coal you can start a fire and have a little cozy crackling fire while you're reading your book uh you can dig further down into the cave you can open up a stream and have the nice flowing sound of running water and that makes them happy um you can do all these you can you can like create an area for growing mushrooms. You can eventually build a bed that you can sleep in. And all of these things that you do to your little hovel make time go faster while you're in it. So at first, time goes at the same speed when you're sitting in there as it does outside. Like it just ticks by second by second. But once you start to make it more comfortable and make it feel more like home, um, it starts going faster and faster. I think I was at the point at the end of the game where 10 seconds were passing for every real second. And that happens even when you close the game. So if you close the game with him in there, then one day might pass, but you might come in and several days have actually passed. And so it's, it can speed up the speed at which you beat the game. That seems kind of cathartic for 
Yes. Um, it's it's oddly timely in a way that I hadn't thought of until right before this podcast when we were deciding what we were going to talk about, what we were not going to talk about. Um, but yeah, so you can do that, and that's another ending. And then the thing that I did um, is you can also explore, because as you're exploring, he will the shade will drop little comments, and these little comments will be things like, oh, how I love the king, or wow, my existence is meaningless, um, and all these other things. Because he's basically, I mean, you get the impression from him. I mean, it's true. He is this creature who's created for the sole purpose of doing nothing for 400 days and then waking up this king who he does not know and theoretically is supposed to serve. And you don't know. The king says when he creates you, he says when he wakes up in 400 days, he is going to put an end to all the longing. And you don't know what that means. And it's so strange. Yes, John. I have a question for you, Reb. Um, yeah. I had, so I had heard that there were some Lovecraftian overtones. That's where uh, I'm going next. Okay. Um, so here's Derek, a little bit of a, little bit of a, so a, little bit of a content <laughs> warning from here. Um, there's a section I'm going to talk a little bit in very vague terms about uh, self-harm and suicide. Um, no. There is a section in the game, and this, is, this was a really hard section for me, and I still actually don't fully know how I feel about it. Um, so you can explore the caves. And you can eventually start to work your way up. And as you work your way up, you or theoretically, if you're moving up from underground, you're going towards the surface, right? And the idea is you're trying to help the shade escape. Um, in the in the palace, in the area where you start, and it's very bright and light, and everything is beautiful and carved out. But the further up you go, the darker and darker it gets. And eventually, you get um, if you solve enough puzzles and you keep and you wait. Um, a lot of the puzzles are based on waiting. So like, there's a place that you can't cross until you wait for this trickle to fill up a pool so you can swim across. Um, so a lot of the puzzles you have to see it and then wait like days or weeks or even months for a puzzle to unlock and then you finish it and you move forward. Um, but if you get to the top, um, you eventually go to this place and it's pitch black and it's dark. It's dark, dark, dark. You can't see anything and you keep moving forward. And you come out on the other side and there's a giant cliff and you can stand at the edge of the cliff. And if you stand there, you have the option to throw yourself off and kill yourself. And that is presumably an ending of the game. And when I saw that, it freaked me the fuck out because I, I didn't like it. I didn't like that this game had given me the option of just absolute despair in the face of like this strange hopeless situation like had give, given me the option to actually embrace that hopelessness i didn't like that it gave me that and i i saw that option and i walked the fuck back because no um and i went back to my little cave and i was trying to figure out what to do with this information because i thought that by going upwards and by climbing towards the top i was trying to escape i was acting in a hopeful manner i was not acting in a, a despairing manner and i was really frustrated that the game did did this to me um, but I kept playing, and I, I got these hints. There, there's a face on the wall that you can give things to, and he will give you these hints. Um, and at one point, he he says something about how, like, the only way through the darkness is to, like, become the darkness. And I couldn't figure that out. And, it, and, the, only, and, oh, and the only way to go through the darkness is to, like, sit in quiet contemplation or whatever. I don't know. But I, I left the game alone for a while, and I, I walked away and I did something else. And I came back, and the shade had sat down and had, and had been thinking to himself, and he had this dialogue tree. And in the dialogue tree, he has these options where you can kind of choose his thought patterns. And you can, excuse me, I'm busy right now. No, thanks. Um, <laughs> and you can kind of shape his thought patterns. And you can either say things that are hopeless and be like, no, you just have to stay here and do what the king says. It's pointless. Don't bother. Or you can say things like, no, I deserve better than this. I should, you know, I should try to escape. It's okay if I try to make something better for myself. And those are the options I chose. And by choosing those, he gained the ability to, with a button press, if he stands still for long enough, to close his eyes, which sounds ridiculous, 
But now when I went into the dark area, he closes his eyes and he is now invisible because when you're in the darkness, only his eyes show up. He has become the darkness. And so by going through it, I, so I went through it and I thought, oh, I'm going to get to the cliff and there's going to be something else there, right? Like that's going to be it. And I got to the cliff and the cliff was still fucking there. And I'm like, what the fuck? I, this is infuriating. I don't understand this puzzle. And so I closed my eyes again and I walked back away from it and he discovered a hidden passage in the darkness. And he starts climbing up and it's dark and I can't see anything. I am literally staring at a black screen holding the button to move in a direction for like 15 minutes with literally no clue that this is the right thing. And then all of a sudden I get a little message that says, I don't understand what's going on, but I think this is the right thing. And he just keeps going for minutes and minutes. And finally you see the cord in the very corner, this little ray of light. And he comes out and he walk he walks up and it's the top. It's like the, it's like sunlight coming through like these stones that are blocking this entrance. And there is another puzzle to get out that I won't go through. But like he gets to the light and he walks out and he says, I have left the darkness behind me. And it was just this absolutely like beautiful moment. And I I'm really frustrated because I think I think games that deal with despair and self-harm and suicide i think it is extremely hard to do that in a game and i think games i think all media needs to treat that with a lot of sensitivity i think games have an even harder time with it because games give player agency and i think that it is incredibly complicated to try i think i think we have to talk about this thing these things i don't think we just put a blanket ban on ever talking about these things in games but i think it's incredibly diff difficult to talk about these things because by giving player agency to make those kinds of choices at all you're essentially giving the player this this kind of ability to do something that I don't know that they should have the ability to do or the ability to embrace in a game. I don't I don't know that that's okay. But I also think that without the ability to have turned around and walked away from that, the moment when I hit the light and he said I have left the darkness behind me would not have been as powerful. You feel like it gave the moment more more gravity, more meaning. I think it did, but I it's just it's really hard for me because I don't I don't actually know what the right answer is. And I also I do think that the game did specifically fail in the fact that up to that point it was a fairly cozy game it was a fairly oh let's read some books by the fire and relax and wait for the king to wake up kind of game um and it really took me by surprise when i first saw it and i don't think games should catch people by surprise with that stuff there was no content war warning on this game i did not know that was coming and it i i don't struggle with those kinds of things personally it fucked me up a little bit and i could see how that could fuck up other people quite a bit worse who do struggle with those things so it's it's, it's like, a really hard thing to talk about, but I I really really liked this game, and it's stuck in my head. And that there it does have a it does have a a good ending, a, like a couple more endings after that. There are a few more things. It's it's more detailed than I necessarily want to get into, but I did get the good ending, and it was lovely, and it was it was a really lovely game, and I I like I, I really like it, and I want people to play it, but I'm also very cautious about recommending it to people for that reason. It's one of those things where, to me, as somebody who hasn't played it, the way you describe, like, navigating darkness and becoming darkness and, and going through it, and then, like, how that juxtaposes, like, how that puzzle poses with the cliff feels like it works to me, but I think, like, to me, it's it sounds absolutely right that, like, it feels weird that they would have something like that without a content warning, especially, like, I feel like indie games more and more are trying to be more cognizant of things, like, that, like, maybe AAA yeah. wouldn't be, um... But I mean, that sounds. Give me, give me a reminder. Uh, where can people play this right now? Is this it is on Steam right now. Um, it's called okay. The Longing. Um, I don't okay. think it's super expensive. It's honestly probably on some Steam sale at this point. Um, okay. Justin. So just, just kind of going off that, that tangent, like that, it's some like that topic of like you know surprising p people with something like that. 
mm-hmm. um, versus having a content warning is something like I've gone back and forth on like a lot. Because like sometimes like I've seen like short stories where they put a content warning on it and it's like, well, you just spoiled your whole story because I was bracing for this content that you told me about, you know, it kind of ruined the impact of it. But on the other on the other end, you know, there's people that really should have it. Like this is something yeah. I've grappled with for a long time and it's something that I think is really hard um, to deal with, especially when you're dealing with storytelling versus, you know, telling like telling a story that is rooted in reality or something like that. Um, like, I don't think there's any right or wrong answer to it. Um, I mean, I think there is. I think you do. Discussion. I think in the end, you do have to err on the side of taking care of people, right? Um, I, I, that, that's kind of where I come down. Another good example of this from somewhat recently is actually Doki Doki Literature Club. Um, that game starts with a big fat content warning. Um, and that one's a real weird one because the first about couple hours of the game are not, are, they're so chill. It's just a nice little, you know, dating sim, whatever. And you don't really have any inkling that something is wrong except for the content warning. Literally, the content warning is the thing that has you on edge the whole time because you're like, wait, where the fuck is this going to come in? I don't understand. And then if you know if you know Doki Doki Literature Club, you know exactly the moment I'm talking about. That fucking happens. And if that warning hadn't been there, that would I mean, that fucks you up no matter what. <laughs> but if that warning hadn't been there, that would have really fucked people up. And that would not have been fair. Like, no. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just hard. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I think, I think this one could have dealt with it in a very particular way because I I think it's not, it is, it is a little bit shocking. Um, but I think that there are signs, um, at different points in the game that it is going to go in a certain way. It's going to deal with despair. And so I think it could have given some kind of warning at some point. Yeah. But it's just, it's, it's interesting. And I, I don't know what the right answer is. I want someone to write about it. I don't, who has experience on that front. I do not have the kind of experience that is needed to write intelligently about that topic. John. You know, I just, I I, I just want to chime in here real quick as somebody who has uh, in the past, very openly struggled with suicidal thoughts. um, The first time that I had ever actually experienced anything like that in a game. And uh, I apologize. I'm going to bring up final fantasy six here. uh, But uh, it was final fantasy (laughs) six. uh, When there's a moment where, uh, you know, after Kefka destroys the whole world, Celeste throws herself off a cliff because she doesn't. What's that? That section's hard. It is. And and I first played it when I was 15. Um, And there's no content warning. This is is before the days of content warnings and stuff like that. But there was no player choice there right like that this was a scripted story moment which i and you know obviously it, you know she survived and she decided she found newfound strength and you know you know the willpower to carry on um but i feel like i feel like those moments if they're scripted give them far more weight as opposed to because i mean like reb you've played final fantasy 6 like imagine yeah. if you just be able to walk celeste away from the cliff yeah you know, i mean like, I, like... I, yeah i think giving i think but hmm. No, 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 I'm actually agreeing with you. I don't think, I I, I don't think that's a choice that should be able to be made. Well, but, but see, now I'm going back on it and I can't, I can't remember what game it was. There's a game very recently. Oh God, hold on. It's, it's right in the fucking title. Uh, the suicide of Rachel Foster. Um, I haven't played that. I'm just going to fucking, sorry guys. I'm just going to fucking spoil the ending of that. At the end, the main (laughs) character just fucking kills herself. Like that's the end of the game. Mm. Um, and you don't have a choice. You well no the main character is not Rachel Foster. Oh, never mind. Uh, incidentally, um, but yeah, it's but that's really you don't have a choice in that. It's just scripted and it ends up 
being it ends up being a really fucking stupid ending. It's not it's not good. Um, that's not a good way to end it. And I again, that's different. It's like it's like it's like apples to something else right now. Like it's it's not. It's really hard, is what we're saying. It's really difficult. You don't want we don't. I think I want people to. I want people to be able to deal with these things, but you really have to have a particular kind of sensitivity to it. I think the longing comes very close to dealing with it in a sensitive way. I think there are some things that I would have done better. Um, I think it handles it pretty well. I do think the other thing that bothers me about it is once you have an ending, um, that is the end. There is a way to reset the game. Um, It's a little bit involved. I mean, you could Google it and figure it out. Um, But when you have an ending, that is the intended ending, and you're supposed to leave it. And so I think that's kind of both a dissuading factor in doing something like throwing your main character off a cliff. Um, but it also means that if, I mean, it kind of discourages you from just making that choice lightly to be like, oh, it's an ending. I wonder what happens. Like video game logic, right? Yeah. Um, but it does mean that in other cases where you get bad endings through other means, um, you don't really have as much of an option of resetting and seeing something else. And that's the thing that I'm struggling with right now is I got the good ending of the game, but I'm really curious what happens if I wait 400 days and wake up the king? I don't know. I don't know what happens when he gets up and ends all longing. I don't have the answer. I guess in the sort of weird thematic way, the longing has ended because I'm no longer waiting to see what the end of the game is. But it's that I, I mean, that's it, right? Like the longing is wondering what happens. I really want to, I'm really curious as to what happens now. I think I thought the meta game was really funny because the reviewers were given the code two months in advance and I finished it in like a month and a week or so. And so I had three weeks where I just could not fucking talk about this game. That was the fucking longing, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Derek. I'm sorry I took up a lot of time with No, that. you're fine. Okay. Derek, you have waited so long to tell us what you've Derek has waited. So, that's the real longing is Derek <laughs> waiting to Derek, talk about the games I want to know what you've been playing. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so it's been um so for for um those who do not know and have been kind of open with it um i am under quarantine um martha was potentially exposed at work um and i obviously was potentially exposed through her because we did not find out until later that she had been exposed um so um like she's actually I know, I know downer stuff, but I've been home. I've had so much fucking time to play video games, which is a big contrast from all this time before now, the like month and a half where I didn't play a single video game. And it was very, very sad. Um, so I've gotten to like burn through a bunch of stuff. Um, I have started multiple big games that I really should not have done right before <laughs> Doom came out. Um, I started Jedi Fallen Order, which I'm enjoying so far quite a bit. Um, it, it gives me a lot of flashbacks to, like, uh, like the era of, like, Dark Forces and, like, that era. It feels of, old in of, a good way. Yeah, yeah. there's some, yeah. like, real Nintendo 64-ass level design going on. And I, yeah, I like, But I like that. It's, it's, it's yeah, good. Yeah, it's good. It's gamey. It's straightforward. It's comfortable. And it's everything <laughs> about Star Wars that I like out of Star Wars. Familiar music cues and visual cues. And it doesn't feel like it's trying to be too overly clever with itself um it's star wars um so i've enjoyed that uh, i also started uh middle earth shadow of war which i didn't even realize i owned um because <laughs> i i like shadow of mordor i'm um, really sorry to hear that derek wow um rude first off uh <laughs> the game's fine it's it's good it's fine yeah it's 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 as good, if not maybe a little better than Shadow of War, which I enjoyed. Um, and I'm enjoying it for the bits that I'm picking it up and playing it and putting it back down again. Um, and then uh, I... Oh, yeah, I have been comfort playing Heroes of Might and Magic 3. 
again, mm. which is like old. Like when was that game? Uh, I mean, I remember playing that on PCs like way long time ago. I'm having to use a mod to play it in HD, so that should tell you um, <laughs> that it's that it's old. It's it's this lovely old high fantasy, um, very 1999. It's a 21 year old yeah 21 year old PC game. Um, it's hard as shit. I I um, <laughs> but it's, yeah, it is. It's just <laughs> it's lovely. The sprite work and artwork in it is really good. The writing and world building in it's a lot of fun. Um, it's nearly impossible to play without cheating at least a little bit unless you're just like stupidly good at strategy games. But I also found out that I had been taking the campaigns in the wrong order this whole time and starting with the hardest set of campaigns. So like, I don't know how it took me 20 years to figure out what you order to play this fucking game in, <laughs> but it's been a much smoother experience. So, um, and, and none of those are going to matter because in uh, two hours and 15 minutes, doom is going to exist. And it's going to unlock and I'm just going to burn through it and, and I will rip and I will tear until it is done. Um, Derek, Derek, can I just say this week, you know, as we've been in these work from home schedules, um, I have been working on my desktop, which is where I put my games. And as I'm logged in doing work, I actually still get the origin notifications that you're playing Fallen Order and Mass Effect 3. Oh, yeah. And so I'm living through you. Like, I see that notification as I'm in Slack and I'm working in a Google Doc and I'm posting to, like, WordPress yeah. uh, in this nightmare scenario that I'm living in. Because, yeah, I've also <laughs> been streaming Mass Effect. And, and I'm yeah. like, oh, I wonder which planet he's on. I'm yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm I still really see, early. I'm still just on Zephyr. I can but. just see Zach there absorbing it. Listen, I like that game a lot, it's, and like Derek, good. you and I are on the opposite schedule, so I just I love seeing yeah. you. I, I love seeing you getting on and play, buddy. Yeah, I uh, I also uh, it's been even wilder because I'm not working right now. I I I'm I can't work from home, so I'm on quarantine with no job. Um, so all I can do is sit here and I've I've done all the housework and yard work, y'all. I took a rake to my backyard and tore the ground up and laid new grass seed. Like, yeah, but how are those gutters looking? Do you I don't have gutters? a ladder, so I can't. I do have gutters. <laughs> I don't have a ladder, so I can't do anything about that yet. <laughs> probably need to clean the those gutters tree up, and Yeah, I did clean them after fall, so there shouldn't be too much more in there. But okay. um, but yeah, I I obviously I, and I sent a photo to the um, the the crew in our Discord thing. But I I got a new desk that I had already ordered from before all this happened. And I built a new desk and I redid my whole office, which is why I'm on a different camera setup tonight. Um. But like, there's just only so much that you can do. Totally. And so I've watched, I've watched like a bunch of shows. Like I burned through um, a season of Marvelous Miss Maisel and the new season of Castlevania. And B Stars came out. So Ooh, I how's had Castlevania. Castlevania. Yeah, I only have watched season one. Se so oh, no season spoilies. three is real good. Um, yeah. Season three is good. Simultaneously, yeah. nothing happens and everything happens. And Castlevania is another great example of like, there's stuff in season three in particular that's not good. Um, that's very content warning necessary, but Castlevania doesn't give you a content warning, but like, no. that's also, it's okay. Kind of, because if you've made it to season three of Castlevania, you know, yeah. kind of what you're into and the tone also, is everything. Just, just, just a note. Season three of Castlevania has the most like 
trashy fanfic level oh, of oh, guys, God, yes. that guys, I have I'm, ever seen someone, in like I'm an official room. Yes, yes. Oh no. So so multiple people have noted in the chat there is a a bisexual <laughs> threesome in one of the episodes. Alucard both sure. fucks a man in his ass and gets fucked in his ass. Like it I mean Yeah. And if, look, ever, if everyone's cool with it, yeah, yeah. everyone is, is cool with it. One um, character's the entire two, the arc two for... might be siblings. It's not clear. Oh, That's no. not okay. Somebody screen cap Zach. Somebody in chat yeah. screen cap Zach. Please. But I don't Do think. Do they know that they're siblings? I don't weird? think the show makes it clear whether they're siblings or not. Everyone is saying that they I are. I thought they were but until I that find, happened, and then I, I'm not sure. I'm realizing that I don't think the show was explicit that they were. It's very possible <laughs> that we're falling to the. It's very possible we're falling into the unfortunate um, assumption that two similar aged, like somewhat similarly drawn characters of the same non-white ethnicity must be siblings because they grew up kind of together in the same situation. And oh, okay, I, and no. I, I don't know. Well, but they're, they I have haven't a, seen it yet. I don't yeah. know what you're talking about, but no. They have a big brother and sister vibe. Like. They have a big Derek, brother and sister vibe. Derek, it's, it's I'm lot. getting an uh-uh vibe. It's, Jeff, it's, it's not great. Jeff, by the way, by the, hold on. One character's entire arc for this season is a femdom arc. Yeah. I'm not even exaggerating. <laughs> yeah, that's, no, that's true. It is... It's not subtext. It's it canon. is overt text. It's you know, canon. Hector's a sub and he fucks like a god. An anime that is pop popular, yeah, like, like broadly popular. There is a black lesbian vampire. Good. <laughs> it's Hell great. yeah. In this economy, you <laughs> yeah. get what you can get. Make everything really <laughs> gay. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Sure. Yeah. But 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 seriously, quick thing. Derek, that's gonna get an uh-uh for me. No, it's uh -huh. it's not ideal. We don't know for sure. We don't. It's, I don't think it's clear. I'm gonna err on the side of uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> they technically never do anything to each other. They just both watching do the evolutions of watching the, the evolution time. of Zach's face during the brother sister talk was nothing short of yeah. of riveting for me. So th thank you for that. We need to move oh, the fuck. Imran on. says it's confirmed they're not siblings, so it's okay. Oh, it's okay, okay, there we go. We're good. We're good. Um, All right. But anyway, over, over, so my point over. is I can only watch so many shows of all these different things and also play all these different games and do all this housework. And I still have time to just sit around going like, you know, maybe I should marathon all the fucking jackass movies. I don't know. Like, <laughs> no, you should not do that. What's Why season? not? Jackass is great. Derek, what season of House Hunter International are you on? Because I assume you're halfway through. Right? I, I have not watched House Hunter International. <laughs> fucking with you. What are you <laughs> fucking doing, Derek? <laughs> Playing a lot of a lot of Heroes of Might and Magic Three because I, it takes like two hours for a single campaign mission. Okay, I, am, I feel uh, like I'm on oh, vacation ahead, next week um, because I had a vacation plan and I'm still going forward with the vacation. So I'm going to be somewhat in your boat for most of next week, and I'm looking forward to doing a very, very deep, deep, deep clean of my entire apartment and watching just a lot of things that I am way backed up. I'm going to finish Letterkenny. I'm going to watch Castlevania. So I'm going to finish up Letterkenny. I think I'm behind on some form of great British, British baking show, so we'll see. I really badly wanted also because I finished season three of Castlevania and there's some great references to like both 
like really common Castlevania shit. Like there's some great recurring enemies and bosses that you'll recognize mm-hmm. immediately. Um, and also like characters and locations that are a bit more like specific to games. Most people haven't played, but like it's big Castlevania fan fest and oh, yeah. it's done. And I'm sitting here going, I really want to replay Castlevania. I have played every played and beaten every single Castlevania game in the last three years. Oh, check I've out replayed the all Gamer of them. Derek over here with all I've replayed games. all of them because of Castlevania the show has made me want to replay them. So there's not a Castlevania game that I can point at and go, oh, but I beat that in the last year or two, you know? So I'm not trying to pick up Bloodstained Ritual of the but Night. But I beat that! <laughs> <laughs> and that's not that's that old. So, game. you know, I just don't have a lot. I did play and beat Castlevania 2 again. I didn't enjoy it that much. <laughs> I was going to say, that's really unfortunate. Yeah. Circle Derek, of the moon, yeah. But, Derek, are we ready? Can you can you shepherd us into our very, brief, darkness, uh, our very brief art uh, contest? Yes. Ah, yes. So we asked people on Twitter, and we did not have um, a ton of time, but we got a couple entries anyway, uh, and we appreciate everyone who uh, entered. But... We asked people to draw their favorite, uh, or uh, draw their favorite. Our our mascot Saki words. I've had a, a decent amount of rum. You, Please forgive me. No, it's better if I do it at this point because I am tipsy. To, we asked people to draw fan art of of Saki crossing over with Animal Crossing and Doom, um, and what, and we would they? award. Uh, a, an Xbox One code for Ori and the Will of the Wisps, um, which was lovely, and I cried at the end of, and had a, it was a big, beautiful, sad, and my girlfriend had to stop working uh, in the other office and come to check on me because I was crying, and it was audible. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, same. Yeah. I mean, not the girlfriend part, but the, the well, Right, right, right. The, the, the drunk crying. Um, yeah. But, but anyway, so, um, so I have here our winner, um, and and our winner is uh, I believe the the username was Snowpoke. I think uh, so. Yeah. Was it Snowpoke? It's it's this it's... artwork, is what I can tell people. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> that's it's uh, good. yeah. That look. That's a whole look. That's... On the no time that we gave people, <laughs> that is so much better than I I have the ability to uh to create myself actually in infinite time so. i love that it looks like it, it it looks like doom guy's just like reclining he's just he's just hanging out like he's just it's a <laughs> sultry pose i like the implication that when saki opens its mouth a beam of death light comes out i that, that's the, lore I the implication is that saki is a demon no <laughs> i've been saying this for years saki is an eldritch being I like that we can that, say this because Finn ain't here. Yeah, that's lore. No, that's that's STGC lore. Yeah, I feel like if is. we, I feel like by it's awarding Finn's this, we're fault that he made the mascot that's a sock and his wife the same thing. That's really mm. on Finn. It is. It is on Finn. It's none of so, none of us made our wives a sock. Yeah. yeah anyway, no. We will be we will be reaching out uh, after the show uh, to give Snowpoke a copy of the game. Uh, Derek, do we have a way to show a second place from T Man? Uh, I can if, if don't, you give okay. me the briefest of moments. Uh, sure. Okay. I will talk. Here. So T. So T. Man. Uh, really oh yeah. No. Embodied, sorry, T. Man. You're you're getting yeah. T. Man really love. embodied. T. Man really embodied the essence of 
having artistic vision, <laughs> but not necessarily. Yeah, that's, I'm, I'm uh, the same way, and I'm the same way. Not really being able to blow execute a full colored image, but that doesn't mean what he made isn't beautiful. <laughs> no, and it's, I it, respect it. It's art in its own way. Oh, there, <laughs> right. there you go. Blow that, that up. Is or, blow that is straight up a penis, good. though, y'all. Yeah. It, <laughs> I mean, yeah. T-Man. T-Man, there's no way you didn't know. T-Man intended it. No. no I don't think that's he did. the no. underside of a frenulum right there. That is a dick from below. <laughs> that is... <laughs> That is, um, and by the way, I I just want to point out it looked the, I I at first I didn't realize that was Doom Guy. I thought it was a guy, uh, in a welding mask. Will you stop uh, criticizing it, everyone's art, John? Be not, no, John, I, I can't. I think draw. it's great. What you thought it was. This is John, like he's done better than I could have done. Celebrate the art. Celebrate the art. Yeah. I am way. celebrating it. Either way, I love how scared Isabel looks. She should be. Well, that thing's. Never mind. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Absolutely I'm not. Sorry. Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> my God, you've had too much rum. T man, we also appreciate your art. I will be reaching out after the show. We have a second place prize, and, and we we'll do figure something out there. And going forward, we're gonna have we have a lot of stuff that we've been we we have amassed some codes, and and right now it's a perfect time for us to kind of share those with people who are who are trying to you know stay inside and, and all that. So we will have more codes, and we will keep up with our Discord, uh, and also just our Twitter, and we'll find more ways to kind of uh, give out some codes. I know especially we have stuff on on PC and Xbox, but we'll have more stuff coming very soon. We've got a ton um, of codes to give away over the next few weeks. We got um, a bunch of stuff. And by the way, a shout out to uh, shout out to xbox for providing those codes um thank you we really appreciate it oh also i have to say microsoft sent me my code for Ori and the will of the wisps independent of anything scdc related i yes. have to just claim that Sorry. microsoft did not send me my code so me crying no. <laughs> just openly weeping uh had nothing to do with me potentially being paid off uh, which is not how these things work anyway but you guys are saying a lot of things and uh we need to not do that i uh, have to I'm no, Reb, Reb, you're fine. No, it's okay. Uh, okay, we need to, I'll do card okay. fucks a man. It's okay. uh, Jeff, Jeff, you've been very quiet tonight, and I need to know. Um, I need to know. Have you been able to follow this week? Listen, we need to get into our. This is our main. Yeah, course here. Let's topic. get to the big, the, the, the new topic. Our main topic. An hour in the hour. Let's fuck by a man. What to say about this? You all go. Okay. Jeff, I need to hear from you because you've been very quiet. Have you had a chance to follow Xbox Series X specs? PS5 specs are out. I don't want to talk about the discourse. I'm not interested in what people in Reset Era are saying. Jeff, have you what been able to fuck? follow? You're not interested this? in what people in Reset Era? Uh, no, I know. What, what a shock. <laughs> I, Jeff, I, I appreciate it. Uh, I'm, I'm just, tonight's like a, a good night for me to absorb information. Okay. <laughs> I've, okay. I've been out of time. Uh, I did not see anything about the Xbox stuff. What I got out of PS5 is less teraflops. Super fast hard drive. <laughs> That's about the extent of it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Jeff, yeah. Jeff, Jeff, can you elaborate on the flops for us? Tell us about the flops. Uh, I I don't know if they do, do <laughs> graphics good. They are Earth-like. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I have a better understanding of it than I let on. But it's, I like, I don't know. It, to me, like, it's not just about the pure... We're just talking about the specs because it's all we have. Uh, but the reality is with every console generation... It's about how how the overall package for the system comes together and how this is used and how developers use it. Um, on paper, the PS3 had an amazing processor, and it was a nightmare to develop for. Uh, so in the end, it didn't really matter. Uh, games mostly ran like shit on it compared to the 360. Uh, I think the bottom line, like the thing I take away from this week, uh, the consensus is both consoles are uh, incredible. Um, they're going to be super fast. And I think from the start of this gen, 
they're no longer going to be playing catch up for the next seven years. They have a very good foundation to start from. And I think everyone wins no matter uh, which one you're buying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, so, so the first thing I'll say is like people who there's a lot of tech talk going on and we joke around like what it's really complicated. And if you, if you want to deep dive, there's, there's articles all over the place, but also this week, Justin and I, and also Windows central Sam Tolbert front of the show. Uh, I'm not looking at the chat tonight, so we might be in the chat. Uh, but we've, we've spent a ton of time this week, deep diving the specs of both PS five and Xbox series X. We have like two hours worth of next gen content already on our like podcast platform. So if you guys want to listen to that, like you absolutely can. Yeah, straight up, if you want to hear me and what me and Zach have to say, there is two hours of what we have to say. <laughs> the can people you, want it. Can you... So, so hi. Hi, it's me. Um, this is the cat. Um, <laughs> can you... I, I don't give a shit about any of the tech stuff. Can yes. you, like, summarize for me the parts that I should care about as someone yeah. who, as long as the game kind of runs... Is fine. Sure. So Derek so seems excited. Oh, Derek, Derek you want to say? Sorry. Yes, because this is stuff I've been talking about for fucking ever, and I'm so excited um, that people are talking about it and beginning to understand it now. So the most important thing, um, aside from the jigging bits and the tear and flops, um, is the change to the storage space on the consoles. They're using custom solid state uh, storage instead of old school like platter style drives um platter style well yeah it, like literally yeah, that's what they are platters on on <laughs> I old know, hard I'm drives just thinking about a big old plate big old plate full of chicken um but uh what uh and and mark cerny did dana carvey did such a good job at explaining this during the actual presentation in terms that regular people can understand but basically you know how when you play a video game um Think of think of any Naughty Dog video game. Uh, okay, you know. I played some of the. I played some Uncharted. Okay. Yes, and you know how there's always at least twelve times where you get to a narrow crack in the wall that you have to spend uh, fifteen seconds turning sideways and sidling through. Yeah, I love yeah. those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. those are there because Jedi nothing, fall in order. <laughs> yeah, those are there because the game literally can't load into your system fast enough for you to just walk to the next area. And it needs to, to, to artificially slow you down. So the next area can load. Um, okay. Every time you've wasted time sitting in an elevator in mass effect, you know, uh, for, for 30 seconds waiting, you know, to get to the next floor or whatever, those things are there just to stop you so that the game can load things. Both of these consoles I mean, the PlayStation 5's drive is, is faster and they've done other back-end improvements. Oh, yeah. but, but the important thing is both of these systems are so much faster at loading resources from the drive into memory that theoretically it will be much easier to design games that do not need big stupid elevators and big stupid long staircases <laughs> and um, holes to crawl through and wiggle your butt at the camera at and cracks in walls to slide through. Um, you will, you will not have as much broken upedness, uh, ruining the pacing of your games. You will be able to just load things from here to here. Um, there is also, I've seen a lot of people talking about how it will make things a lot easier on developers because right now developers spend a lot of time programming around creative ways to stream information from the hard drive into the game and, and, and camouflage that. And if you have to spend less time worrying about that, then that's less solutions you're having 
to code. Um, so, I mean, it's literally less labor for developers in, in that regard. Okay. It's, it's very simplified, but it's less work for people working on video games, which in this very crunch-centric culture is always a good thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you think, I actually saw this take, uh, it was related to some other technical thing, actually. It was really, it was like a Google interview or like a Stadia team interview or something. Um, but I saw someone talking about how better technology doesn't necessarily mean that developers won't crunch more. Um, it means that they will push harder to do harder and harder things. Do you think that's necessarily true? That, or... that, that, that can be true okay. depending on what it is that you're changing, right? So like... Um, one of the problems we've run into with the last two consoles is the need for, as we push to HD gaming and then 1080p and then 4K, and, and it's requiring higher and higher fidelity graphics and, and people expect more out of games and people want to make bigger games, but um, the systems aren't prepared to actually deliver that. Like, it's been okay. very one-sided. So this is not something that's likely to make things harder for developers, but it's also not a magic bullet that's going to fix a bunch of shit. Mm -hmm. It's just going to make things a little easier and give people more freedom. I'm going to stop talking because I think multiple people want to talk. <laughs> yeah, I want to I throw it to Jeff really quick, but my cynical take to answer Red really quickly is, like, my cynical take is that it'll make current bottlenecks easier, but I feel like management is going to move the goalposts so that crunch culture is going to continue. But I hope that that's not the case. That's my no. cynical opinion. Jeff, you had your hand up for a long time. What do you have, man? I'm sorry. To, to kind no, of no, it's fine. Um, yeah, I just wanted to elaborate on what Derek said. I think I've been uh, very, I guess, unexcited about the new consoles, maybe just because they seem so far away and also just because I know probably won't be able to afford them. But uh, I, you know, I, I play primarily on PC and I like to think I'm not a, a, an elitist or a snob, but my, I, I've had a little bit of eye roll at all the talk about loading being a thing of the past and stuff. Cause you know, we've been on solid state drives on, on PCs for, for many, many years. And it, uh, you know, yes, it, they load almost instantly, but aside from that, the games are basically the same. And I think the thing that I realized this week that I've been really stupid and didn't even consider is, uh, you know, Derek mentioned, you don't have to squeeze through those cracks anymore. Um, but it goes way beyond that. Like, uh, basically what Cerny referred to is when you talk about level designers, half of the team is basically designing the level they want. And then the other half of the team is designing the level around the way that they have to. So this isn't just about eliminating those 20 second elevator rides or the ladders in God of War. This is changing the entire levels of games. So a, a game that might like a level that might have taken place entirely in a warehouse and had you going through corridors you might never need to see a corridor in a video game again. And many people will be excited about that. So it's like... But corridors, yeah. Yeah, but like it's like game developers have been designing games, these levels within a cardboard box inside of a, a giant room, and now they can actually use the entire room. But like you said, that just opens up all other box worms. Like, okay, we can do all this. That's going to be a lot more work in some ways. And like you have to really rein in that scope and say, what are we actually able to achieve with the resources that we have? Because the technology doesn't limit you now; it's your time and your employees. Yeah. One thing. One thing that is also really cool um, about that is, like, a couple examples from games I know from current generation that have had uh, some features cut specifically because of the hard drive and read speeds are in Spider-Man, Marvel Spider. They actually had to cap Spider-Man's speed because if he moved any faster, it would cause issues with load. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn prototyped um, being able to fly on some of the uh, on some of the machines, and there just was no way to load the data fast enough. 
Um, so I think there's some stuff like that that'll be really cool to see how um, how games implement in the future. I yeah, and I think Justin, like you and I have been talking about this a lot for people who haven't been reading our con or listening to our content all week, but like um, I think I think Sony's SSD is incredible. And I think that Sony first party, they're going to build games in ways that we could not even like fathom uh, in a lot of ways. But I also think that Xbox's thing is still like no slouch at all. And I think it's actually super in line with like what's realistic for PC in the next three, you know, two to two to three to four like, years. So like, I think Microsoft's thing is more in line for what third party will probably build around so that they can cater to PC audiences too. Because I think, unless, especially at launch, Justin, correct me if I'm wrong, I think that like, I think that P- like multi-plat games aren't going to be kneecapped by the Xbox One's SSD, or I'm sorry, the Xbox Series X SSD. They're going to be kneecapped by like keeping up with, you know, current gen PC. Is that about right? Um, it, it's going to be hard to to say. Like, um, I'm not expecting major differences in anything cross-gen, um, at all. <laughs> like, I think just the power level is being raised so much that we're not going to see like how these consoles really compare to one another until developers really shift over to like multi-platform next gen only development totally and honestly like launch especially around the launch window we you again we this all week but like uh dev tools are huge early on uh so and and word is sony has great dev tools which means that like differences are going to be especially negligible reb I have a really stupid question it's not for when be you all, no whenever you are done I want you guys to talk no, about the stuff you I'm, want to talk about I'm first ready, I'm question. ready to hear from you unless somebody else has anything. Okay. Why does Mr. Cerny want me to scan my head and send it to him? Justin, please answer this. So <laughs> That's a fetish thing, I read unfortunately. I paragraph in the Eurogamer article like 5 times <laughs> and I don't understand why Mark Cerny needs a scan of my head. Okay. So, <laughs> Did you play um, L.A. Noir? No. <laughs> well, that's good because you're going to be in the sequel whether you like it or not. I, 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 so I am joking a little bit. Like, I do, I do, like, vaguely understand what is actually going so, on here. I'm not, I'm not okay. like, I, so, I, I do sort of understand it. But, but explain it to me, please, because it is sort of funny on its face. No, it is very funny. Basically, um, Sony has this very, very advanced 3D audio chip that they're trying that um, is implemented in the PlayStation. And um, when you boot it up and set it up, there's going to be like about a hundred different like presets. They're going to basically quiz you on what you hear. Um, get find the one that's closest to what you hear so that you hear mm-hmm. the 3D positional stuff accurately. This is the like rain, be- right? Like, so I hear like yeah. the tapping yeah. rain, like around my head, instead of just a rain sound. Yeah. Um, the uh, <laughs> the picture of your ear thing is basically uh, <laughs> is they're talking about various ways that they're going to improve it and customize it over time. And uh, one of the ways they theorized was you take pictures of your ear um and send them in and they will run them through a neural network and <laughs> customize your your pro your 3d uh pro uh audio profile you know a lot of people are worried about having their fingerprints or their eyes or their face scanned on some server owned by a private company 
But have you ever considered sending your ear to a private company for them to store a database? Well, the Eurogamer I mean, if they article let me, specifically I will. said scans of your entire head, which I thought was funny. I don't think he said that in the live showcase, but that was <laughs> yeah, like a he... line that was in the Eurogamer article. And I thought that was very funny because I am just imagining people at Sony doing like phrenology on my head bumps or whatever. <laughs> Uh, the thing about that that was so what I actually liked about that part of the thing was that he set a baseline for what people should expect this year on yeah. that program, but it was also like, hey, this isn't gonna be done and ready when we ship. Like, this is something that we're gonna like. He was actively like, we're experimenting with this thing and we're gonna see what comes yeah. of it. And like, I kind of like that's something that absolutely belongs in a GDC talk. Yes, but was but was also especially weird on a consumer facing thing because it's like, homie, you're trying to pitch like somebody who who you know, is a super casual consumer and that's totally okay. But like, they're going to be like, what the fuck? Um, it, it was a great GDC talk. Yeah. I wish they had pivoted a little bit more. In terms I, I, of, like, I'm goofing on them a little bit. I mean, I do, I do understand 100%. like sort sort of it vaguely. I mean, I'm glad that Justin explained it a little bit more to me. Um, totally. I, I mean, I have infinite sympathy for them. They were pulling out of PAX East and GDC long before everyone else. I think they saw the writing on the wall long before everyone else did. Um, and I think that I, I don't know, I, I'd have to actually Google the news, but I can't, I can't remember how long Sony has been keeping people at home. I suspect that there were many logistical reasons why they couldn't just take this GDC talk and turn it into something a little more consumer friendly. I do, I, I do, you know, just sort of wonder like what that situation is, but I, I think it's fine. I think it, it was boring as hell to a lot of people, but also I'm pretty sure the Google Stadia launch explanation was boring as hell to a lot of people in a way. And that was a similar thing. That was a GDC talk. I think that in a world where Microsoft, I mean, there's just two different approaches here. And Microsoft is like, there's there's still something that Microsoft could absolutely be doing better. But it, I think one of the things is just, it juxtaposes weird when Microsoft like two days prior was like, hey, don't take our word for it. Listen to Digital Foundry who like has proven their track record for the last <clears> five years. Like it was just, it's like the, honestly, the contrast is what hurt them there. And like, I don't, but I don't blame Sony because like, like uh, uh, Sucker Punch, uh, uh, Last of Us, like all of these studios are grinding out to wrap up their their end of end of gen mm -hmm. games right now. Like they don't have time to do tech demos. John, so I just wanted like this was obviously, in my opinion, uh, anyway, uh, something that was meant for GDC. Uh, oh, objectively, that's what. It was. Yes, yes, yeah. no, that's exactly 100%. what it was. Yeah, and 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 so they're like, okay, well, GDC is no more. We've got to talk about the specs for this thing. Um, I just want to I want to give a shout out to the uh, to the fake crowd. Uh, in, in, in front of Mark Cerny, that that's the voice. They, apparently, apparently, they were real. Were they I didn't real? Think they were. No. I mean, sure. So were the guys at MST3K. So someone told me they were on a loop. I had heard I they were. On I a cannot loop verify this. Oh, that was that was from Giant Bombers, who I heard from. Can oh, they that had to have been funny. fake. There they was had crowd noise. No. No, but I mean, dude, I think that crowd noise was audio. That was just looped audio, man. Like it wasn't. It was, yeah, no, that was not a real crowd, dude. So, no, like, I've got this, I just had this metal picture of Mark Cerny up there talking to, a, like, an audience full of cardboard cutouts. <laughs> like, <laughs> can we, can we discuss the extremely silly thing that happened on that same day, which was, okay, so simultaneously, this is all happening at the exact same time, Microsoft has a talk on their Mixer channel or whatever, and I can't remember exactly what it was called, but it was basically something like Xbox, talking about the Xbox Series X or whatever. And they do this talk, and I, I did not watch this talk personally. My editor was covering it for us, Brendan. Um, he watched it, and all I'm getting is this stream of Slack messages from him about how boring this talk is and how it is not what he thought. I think he went into it thinking we were going to get some news about the Xbox Series X. And we did not get that. It was apparently not a useful talk in any way at all. 
simultaneously while this talk about the Xbox, allegedly about the Xbox Series X is going on, uh, on a product page, Microsoft changes their release date to it, Thanksgiving 2020. It was I a have, translation thing. It didn't change it. They, no. they translation on a foreign page. No, it was on. I saw it. It was on the American page. It said at the very bottom of the screen, Thanksgiving 2020, coming Thanksgiving 2020. That is exactly what it said. Hmm. Okay. I, they, I like, saw they, it, it live. So they that changed happened. it pretty quick. So that, that happened, and everybody started reporting on it. And then um, Mr. Mr. Major Nelson comes out and says, guys, it was an accident. It's actually holiday 2020, which, one, Thanksgiving's a fucking holiday. Yeah. <laughs> Two... But we just saw the art. Like it was it wasn't it wasn't text. It was definitely like yeah, art that someone art. had designed. Like someone had yeah. very specifically designed Thanksgiving twenty twenty. Yeah. So, I, again, sorry, I didn't mean to like I didn't mean to be like, well I actually I, no, you're I, good. I was I was trusting Larry's thing because Larry's tweet right yeah, here. Yeah, I know. Is His tweet tries to imply inaccurately like, oh, listed in a launch regions. date in some regions. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. It was fucking just on the product page. Again, when I the original link that I clicked was like the it was the India page in US was the page I had seen it. I I don't I'm not saying you were wrong. That's the page I saw. So I, I didn't mean to project. No, I'm no, sorry. you're you're good. Well, you're good. Actually. But it, no, it okay. was just on there. Um, but yeah. I I think that it's hilarious that all of that kind of like that all happened at the same time, and they're trying to play it off like it wasn't. We've you know Justin and and, and Sam and I have been having this conversation. I think I'll say it here because um, I predicted it in our thing. I think that Microsoft is trying to launch a little sooner than we expected. And I think that, um, I, I said this in our prediction episode, I think Microsoft's going to try to launch in September. I originally doubted that. And I think they're going to try to launch the Series X in September. And so I think they are going to, I, like, so seeing them update that date was interesting um, because I, I can see Microsoft trying to, they've been really aggressive with their marketing and I don't know. I, I think that, like, we're going to see weird stuff about the release date. I say that even knowing that the market is fucked right now. Um, but we'll see. That's I'm just throwing out a little bit of prediction juice. And yes, Rev, that was bizarre. Prediction juice. Prediction. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was It was a weird, weird thing. It's a, yeah. And, like, of all the days for it to pop up, it just felt like it was a weird way of, like, getting Xbox's name back in the headlines, like, an hour after... <laughs> Sony had had just shown a bunch of. I mean, stuff. it's smart, right? Like, you know. You uh, know well, I mean, well, uh, it's it's sa savvy. Is that the word I'm looking for? It's a no? footnote on our next gen conversation talk <laughs> at the end of a podcast. But yeah, maybe. I mean, is, does anybody else have any other takes on this? I mean, the only thing, again, I guess the other I, weird I really thing, don't like. I, my other weird thing is in Justin and 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 Reb, I kind of want your take. Justin, because you know PlayStation and Red, because the business side of it. Are we surprised that we didn't see a box? I know it's a GDC thing. Are we surprised no. we didn't see a box? I I was fifty fifty on if we would, but I was, but I'm not surprised. And especially since Cerny mentioned like the teardown that's coming. Like I think I think over the next month or two, we're gonna see. Hey, here's the DualShock Five, and talk about some of the features of that. Hey, here's the box, and we're gonna do a teardown and show you this cool cooling system that we have. I think it's part of a planned slow rollout of information before we finally get the big game presentation. Right. Yeah. I don't. Gonna, yeah. I don't have a good answer for that because this is my first year covering a console launch, so I I have not been in tune with it in the past, and I don't really quite have a good handle on expectations. So I'm gonna punt there. 
Fair enough. That's all right. I, I was expecting at least something when they're talking about audio. I kind of wondered if they were going to be talking about because the DualShock has a built-in um, a little output for audio. I kind of wondered if they were going to touch on it there, but I get why they didn't. Um, but yeah, does anybody else have anything on next-gen consoles, Derek? Yeah, I do want to say. Um, I think I think, um, and we touched on this earlier, but like the important thing is, even if you were to take a system that had the like on paper weaker CPU and GPU of the PlayStation Five and the on paper like slower um, solid state drive of the Xbox One or Xbox Series X, um, if you're to take, keep happening, I know. If you were to take the worst parts of each console and combine them like as the baseline that's still going to be such a big jump that's still going to offer so much freedom to developers ray tracing even if not fully completely implemented ray tracing on consoles is going to be a big deal it's gonna be a big deal for pc gamers because um pc gamers like we're likely to see ray tracing implemented more frequently um and then, John, I see you have your hand up. I want to I do one more Take thing. Take your time, bud. Take your yeah. time. Um, and then, like, you know, and Jeff kind of touched on this earlier, that, like, we've been on uh, solid state for kind of a while now. Um, and that's 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 sort of true in that we've been on uh, solid state drives uh, hooked up over SATA that can get you, like, um, a 600 megabit per second, um, like, transfer rate. Uh, but really like NVMEs that which is what um the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox One or or Xbox Series X fuck I did it again it's gonna keep happening you're fine no um I'm doing it too I I type it wrong I I keep typing Xbox Series One X and that's not correct so they they they're still not common like I don't know anyone else other than me who has an NVME um in their gaming PC um like i've seen people mention having them but there's still a very uncommon thing and obviously you can't design around players having them so i'm curious if much like ray tracing becomes more standard because of its adoption in consoles i'm curious if um like solid state and nvme uh drives increased transfer rates start getting taken advantage of because um Console standardize them. Yeah, yeah, because you're always held back by whatever the lowest common denominator is in the popular hardware space. And the wild thing is that's about to be PCs when it comes to storage, right? Because unless you have an NVMe, if you have a solid state drive in your computer, you are um, like four times slower. You're not four times slower. That's not how that works. You're a fourth of the speed of the hard drive on the Xbox Series X. I didn't say one that time. Um, <laughs> Got it. So, so um, yeah, like, it's going to be interesting to see how that happens um, and if NVMEs catch on more in the PC gaming space. Um, you know, I know this is really more talk about, like, the, the consoles, but, like, the consoles and the PC hardware develop in tune with each other because... Um, the consoles kind of set the standard and the PCs oftentimes can show you what is to come or how that technology will develop better. And then that, that knowledge reflects back on what people are doing with the consoles. So um, it's going to get really interesting and I'm really excited to see that. And I just wish NVIDIA would reveal fucking Ampere already. But. So John, I, I mean, I saw you had your hand up. I want to throw this question to you. 
now that next gen is is you know less than a year away i want to know do you think that we are going to see you know i'm trying to be delicate panic button can only do so much to keep bringing current gen <laughs> ports to the to the switch do you think obviously indie games it, the switch is still an indie darling like it like switch is going to keep getting all those indie games um, do you think that when it comes to double and triple A titles, we're going to have to start seeing more bespoke made just for Switch games? Because um, I don't see the EAs and Ubisofts being able to keep, you know, um, as these things go up. Do you, or what's your take as somebody who's a Switch primary user, I guess? So that's an interesting question, right? Like, remember what happened at the launch of the PS4 and the Xbox One, right? Like, we saw cross-gen titles for about, what, I would say a year Year, year uh, and a half. And we'll see about that a year, about, year and a half after about launch. About the same so, longer this time, yeah. Right. So so it's interesting, right? Like, especially in the case of the Xbox uh, Series X, because, you know, you know you're going to have different tiers of power there. You're going to have different tiers of capability there. Um, I think you're going to see uh, third-party titles on the PS5 and the, and the Series X. I do think you'll see those show up on uh on the switch for the first year and a half simply because we are going to see games on the ps5 that also need to run on a ps4 um that's assuming that this generation works out the same way as the last one did and you know it's a given you know it's it's possible that it won't but my expectation is for the first year and a half at least we will see that we will see those those ports come now of course after that's done it's anybody's guess and that puts switch in a really interesting position like you know we've heard all these rumors about the switch pro um having said that i don't know if it's wise for nintendo to split the fan base in that kind of way because the nintendo fan base has never really cared about power um totally totally and 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 so i it's a real i it could go either way dude like okay for the first year and a half yeah i do i think you're going to see those ports come uh, after that, I, it's anybody's ball game, dude. I mean, we could have a whole new Nintendo system at that point. That's that's what I was gonna say because, like, at that point, we're gonna be four or five years life cycle, like early to end the life cycle. If they wanted to go to like a sequel console rather than like a, right. a, a incremental thing, I um, will say the Switch is absolutely like Nintendo was absolutely locked into the into the into the interchangeable format. Now, there's no going oh, back. Oh yeah, that. oh yeah. Jeff, See, the, we we say yeah. that, but Nintendo could always but, yeah, pull it, Nintendo. Yeah, Jeff. <laughs> I was going to say the, the rub here is uh, honestly with how powerful these new consoles are, I'm highly skeptical that even a switch Two or a switch pro could run ports of these next gen exclusive yeah, games. I can see that. Um, just that keeping that handheld factor. I know, you know, technology is, is always changing and you know, these um, processors and the, you know, the stuff that they're fitting in the switch is they're always going to be able to fit more in less but man, like if you say a, a Switch 2 launching in 2022, it's not changing that much. Like you're not putting an equivalent of a RDX 2080 right. in, a, in a handle like that. Like it, I, I, just, or a I don't see eight it. Eight core, 16 threads, yeah. and two CPU with healthy clocks. Mm -hmm. yeah. And if they did, that thing would cost over a thousand dollars. Yeah, just based on the size. So I, it, it, it might just be uh, fruitless, Smiles I guess. Smiles in Razer handheld from CES. So, you know, we're, we're sitting here talking about, you know, PS5 and Xbox One Series X, but, I mean, I'm more excited about the analog pocket than I am either of those consoles, so I don't know. Yeah, That's just me. No, yeah, of course. Can't it's, be it's upset about something like you never believed in the first place. <laughs> <sighs> okay, 
Reb, I, I'm, I'm glad to see your face one more time. Yeah, uh, sorry about that. Don't um, be sorry. In, don't in be the sorry. interest of things we're not talking about, I just received a statement from both GameStop and San Mateo County, so I had to go update a story. Yeah. You can read it at gamesindustry.biz if you feel like it. Or oh. if you don't, continue with your evening. That's a sick plug, Reb. That was Can nice. <laughs> Smooth move. That was real good. Do we do we have anything else before before we wrap up for tonight? I I I don't um I don't have anything. Not that uh, I can John, talk about John, on here. John, I guess one last thing. Are we doing a community you don't need to commit to it if we're not ready. Do, are we doing a community thing this weekend on 100%. Discord? Okay. So uh, so keep keep checking the Discord people who want to participate. Uh I can talk I can go and tell you the time of the game. Uh sure. nine o'clock uh nine nine PM Eastern uh on Saturday. Uh Mario Kart uh, because that seems to be the game that most people have. Um, so, and we always get a big turnout with Mario Kart. So, Mario Kart Community Game Night, SDGC Community Game Night, uh, Saturday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hop in the voice chat and join us. Since I have a vacation next week, at some point, what I will probably do is I will probably open uh, my town gates in Animal Crossing. Probably late next week, once I have an established town, I'll probably open my gates to anybody that wants to come and go. I know there's like a limit to people that can come and go, so I'll probably try to keep traffic moving, but. Um, yeah, I might I might do that some evening. Reb, what are you naming your town? Uh, Letter Cozy. Uh, of course. I'm really into Letter Kenny right now, and it was a joke on Twitter, and it ended up being pretty good. So. Well, I knew I knew it was going to be some some kind of cozy. <clears throat> so cozy. I yeah. Reb, one one last community thing I wanted to ask you uh, in our Discord. Uh, yes. Is there going to be Animal Crossing and Doom Eternal specific channels for people to come talk about? Just there those are things currently. Perfect. They currently uh, exist. And so the the big thing there is like one, make sure you get a link from us uh, if you want to join, and also make sure you read the rules. Don't be openly posting screenshots that are spoilery or or spoilery text. But yeah, I mean we I think that there's like a ton of excitement, especially everywhere for that. But but in our Discord, it's been kind of cool to see. So there's a place for you to talk about that shit if you're just wanting to escape the other news going on. You know if you you know if you need a place to go where everyone knows your name, <laughs> then uh, and they're always glad you came. You should. Uh, you should come to the SDGC server. I forgot the rest of the thing, but you should I'm come always, to the Discord. I'm always glad when. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I guess that's it, huh? We don't have anything else. Um, Animal Crossing in an hour and a half. Um, uh, and well, uh, hey, I don't know what time is it. Un does it unlock for everyone in the states at the same time, or do I have to wait till midnight? Mm, good question. Does I don't anyone know? What I someone in chat told, knows. Tell me, please. Why I, what I am told is that it's 12 Eastern for everyone. So, <gasps> like, I'm in Mountain, so it would be... Because uh, Christine's brother is getting it tonight, and it's I think he's playing it at really 10. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Reb, you're going to be playing it an hour and a half. I said, I said at, like, the start of this, of this whole podcast that I was going to wait and get up in the morning... I don't fucking think I can do it. No, <laughs> of course you can't. Of course Jeff, you can't. Jeff, wait. Jeff, are you playing tonight, or, or it's playing uh it's unknown I, I didn't think i was going to be able to afford it but um we might need to get something to get us through the next few weeks so okay. i i'm yeah we'll see I, i'll probably end up picking up over the weekend because christine needs something to play too and she's been playing this mobile property brothers game oh, no. <laughs> and, no, oh my god I, I can't. I gotta give her something else. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see. I'm not playing it tonight, but oh, I'm sure I'll end up getting it. At is some point. is a short hike still free on Epic Game Store? Or is that rolled over? I think it just stopped yesterday. Okay, what's free now? Good question. Anybody Let know on Epic Game Store? Right now. Uh, on Epic Game um, Store, it's Watch Dogs and it's Stanley Parable. Watch Dogs is free. Yeah, the original. Man. Gotta yeah. watch the dogs. That seems good. At Stanley Parable. I mean, yeah. I was, yeah, like, no, both of those are good. 
I just, I, I think that's like the first like. Ubisoft. Oh shit! Yeah, uh, Nate, thank you, thank you for reminding me, Nate. I'm very, very sorry. Uh, let me, let me pull up the tweet real quick so that I say the right words. I'm sorry. We all know it's been a week. Uh, do we have a tweet somewhere? There it is. Right. So, um, this weekend, um, if you are, if you are interested in such things, uh, Saturday, um, at 7:30 p.m. Central Time. Um, I'm joining uh, my my good pals Nate and Cam on the New Entertainment System podcast, which I believe I've plugged on the show before. Um, originally, they were going to have a panel at uh, Kansas City Comic Con. Kansas City Comic Con no longer going on for apparent reasons. Um, so we're doing that panel um, online. Um, New Entertainment System podcast. Uh, they they have a robot that basically generates a, a weird game with a weird twist um, whenever they hit the button. Um, I'm going to be on there with Brock Wilbur and uh, Ray Apollo. I know like various people in the community know him, uh, and we're going to sit there. And I think we're going to go through. Pretty sure if, if what I was told, if if I'm remembering what Cam said correctly, we're going to go through four total random games. Uh, it should be a really good time. 7:30 p.m. on Saturday. If you just want some big goofs, should be fun. That sounds awesome. Yeah, that thank sounds you really fun. Thank you for letting me play. I love that time. No, concept. don't be sorry. We'll find ways that we can retweet and promote that with us too. And yeah, friends of the show, it's always it's always cool time. to do that shit. Yeah, good folks. Sick. All right, John. I think I think I want you to send us to bed. All right, uh, everybody. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, especially uh, during a time that isn't particularly all that great. Uh, but we uh, we appreciate you being here, and please be safe, be healthy. Uh, stay inside, play video games. You have Animal Crossing coming, and you have Doom coming. You have no excuse to go outside. Everybody should be inside, Dogs. being cozy, drinking hot tea, washing your hands, and playing Animal Crossing or Doom. Um, you should absolutely be doing all these things. Uh, and hey, we will be back uh, on Saturday night with uh, Community Game Night, and we will be back as always next Thursday. And uh, we've got We're some more Doom people. And Animal Crossing Doom and Animal. We're gonna have a big fucking talk about so, yeah. animal crossing next week uh and we've also zach you guys one real quick you guys have some more uh content dropping right you zach you, we you, are Justin, we and... are all we thankfully we are all done with content this week thankfully, as a reminder we are all we are done with content we're done no. with content for the week for the record this week we have made four podcasts this one maddie and i did a corruption 2029 uh uh talk about that game that came out there are people who made mutant year zero we did ps5 specs and we did xbox series x specs there's like five hours plus of of scgc content so if you're not sick of my voice yet specifically you're doing something wrong zach um, i could never be sick of your voice yeah well that's a sweet thing to say it's justin ever. did you have something to say uh, that's what i was gonna say um we've had fun putting um together some some extra stuff for you guys to listen to um these past couple weeks um i think we're gonna keep trying to do that uh maybe not quite as much as this week uh because there might not be quite as much news i think we should do i think some of us should do some morning shows that's we'll talk about it we'll talk about it but um we're, we're gonna try to keep putting stuff out for you guys so you have stuff to listen to um and we just thank you all for you know listening and supporting us and letting us do what we get to do absolutely good to us a review on Leave a leave a review on Apple Podcasts for us. Please do. And please leave a review on every service. We could use some more retweets. I'm not gonna lie. Retweet us every time you see the podcast. uh, That seems like a lot. Retweet that shit. Hit that retweet. (laughs) Smash that like button. Have a nice night. Just have a nice night. Don't don't. Yeah, we're fine. Honestly, we're fine. Dad's rambling again. We're okay. Everybody have a good weekend. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Get us out of here. We always keep it real. Good night.